has been very much in the uh, the front, <laughs> the forefront of all of this with uh, our, our our whole tax situation. Uh, he is a Fergus County Commissioner and the uh, Montana Association of Counties President, uh, Ross Butcher. Good morning, Ross. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for joining us. So. Uh, let's begin with this recent ruling from the Supreme Court that kind of uh, that kind of put the, the the kibosh on all of this, didn't it? Yeah, you know, I I, uh, I mean, I certainly we were disappointed. Um, you know, you never, I guess, you never know what happens when it goes to the Supreme Court. Uh, Montana kind of has that reputation, I guess. But uh, it would have been nice if they'd have really reviewed the actual statute versus just kind of following along and saying, hey, you know, this is how we've always done it, and uh, we just give deference to the departments to, um, you know, to, to interpret what the law says. But that being said, you know, it's Supreme Court. They ruled the uh, counties now are um, are in a position to have to uh, send out a notice saying, well, you know, we, we tried and, and uh, we lost in our effort. Um, so, you know, here's another 17 mills that you need to pay in your second half of your, your property tax. Um you know, we did, as far as the county, Montana Association of Counties, um, I sent a letter on behalf of, of uh, MACO uh, to the governor, just, you know, kind of asking one more time that he maybe relook at this um, and, uh, you know, kind of due to all the reasons that we pointed out that the, the general fund is not short money. Um, taxes have taken a huge jump in Montana, you know, due to reevaluations and so on. And this is an opportunity to, to, you know, give some some additional relief to all property taxpayers by <clears throat> milling the 77.9 uh, mills versus 95 um, that the Department of Revenue had indicated was the amount that was um, appropriate if you utilized the the formula. And uh, Department of Revenue, nobody, nobody, you know, is saying that's not accurate, really what the, the argument was is the state says they have the ability to bank mills um, in years when they could have milled more than 95 um, because of the, you know, the formula would allow for uh, an inflationary increase. But, of course, the statute says that they can only mill 95 as a max, so they always milled the 95, and in our view, they didn't have any banked mills. They believe they did, and the court basically sided with them. Um, but it doesn't require that they mill that many, and that was the request to the governor. Well, I can tell you from the standpoint of Flathead <laughs> County, since I was a kid working, you know, uh, at the uh, fairgrounds in the summertime, I know how uh, uh, conservative they are with the money they spend, and every penny is accounted for carefully. Uh, the governor claims, however, that our counties are spending more money now than they were in 2014, <laughs> and uh, that it's really the county's fault. Well, you know, I think this is this goes to a play that both sides are doing, and it's typical politics where everybody's kind of um, viewing what I would say is sort of half truth. Um, you know, uh, the, the since 2014, I'm sure most counties have a bigger budget than they did in 2014, um, and you know, you were allowed a half the rate of inflationary growth plus new taxable value. Um, but there's no question that our taxes have seen huge jumps. You know, that, that most people, I think my my taxes increased 20%. Well, that's a heck of a, heck of a lot more than half the rate of inflation. So, you know, there's there's a reason why people are upset. 
Um, but there's a lot of things at play. I, one thing I always point out is, for whatever reason, it always points to local government and say, you guys are the problems with, you know, the, the amount of money being levied, except, um, you know, local government is maybe 20, 25 percent of your tax bill. And if you're unwilling to look at the entire bill and say, listen, I'm paying X amount of dollars and 80 percent of it's going to one particular entity versus another, why are you going after the entity that's only receiving 20% of it? And, of course, nobody wants to talk about education, but that's where the lion's share of your dollars go. Um, and, of course, there's other sides out there. I was just reading the Daily Montana, and they have that article, uh, an op-ed, I think it was, the, the Big Lie of Montana, and it you know goes after the governor. You know, it's just real like he's he, he made this all happen. Um, and they have some really short, I, I, I'm, you know, my guess is he, the individual really doesn't understand how property taxes work either. Because um, the claim in that article is, is that the local government has no authority over how much they tax, that the state tells you you have to, you know, levy X amount. Well, that's the case on this 95 mills. But, uh, you know, the, the portion that local government receives, local government has the authority to levy up to a limit, but they don't have to lim- levy the full limit, and a lot of counties don't. Um, but it still doesn't address that 80% of what you're paying goes to education. And even the 95 mills that we're talking about goes to education in a roundabout fashion. It's, that's the excuse for levying them. You know, we know it just goes in the general fund, and the general fund pays those uh, uh, the equalization dollars, but nonetheless, that's the reasoning behind the 95 mills. And nobody really, you know, nobody will talk about the entire issue, which is, um, you know, how, how do we manage burgeoning, you know, uh, uh, tax bills? Or, you know, they're growing, um, and, and you have to discuss every every actor that's involved. And, and uh, I, I guess that's what's frustrating to local government is, the hundred percent of the bill seems to be, you know, pointed towards us when we only take twenty or twenty-five percent of it. So I, I think there's a lot of, um, you know, there could be a lot of more constructive conversation around uh, these property taxes. Um, instead, it, you know, it becomes your typical political football where whoever can pick on whoever—that's that's, you know, the, who's making the most noise. And um, you know, I, I like I said that particular article. Um, you know, is not accurate in its in its assertion about how property taxes are levied and and um, collected. So, yeah. you know, I think there's a lot of lot of misinformation going around about property taxes. And if any good thing came out of this, is there's at least a, uh, I think more people have a better understanding of, you know, where their property taxes go and how they're levied and and uh, and that process. Talk with us a little bit about what you said to the governor in that letter. You know, the the letter to the governor was really just a, uh, you know, a, a final, uh, I'd say plea, but uh, just pointing out that um, the the 95 mil question that's at hand, um, we still believe that uh, we interpret the, you know, the statutes correctly. There's no argument that if you if you run the the tax numbers through the formula, 77.9 is the amount that would be allowed at that limitation of half the rate of inflation. Um, like I said, their argument is is that they had banked mills so they could make up the difference in, in mills that they'd set aside in, in previous years. Um, regardless of what that looks like, uh, we definitely have um, a lot of concerns about 
rising property taxes. There's nothing that requires that the state levy the the 95 or the 75 or you know the uh, whatever number. I mean, they they have that ability to to set that. And um, we just pointed out that the the general fund is flush, and the you know 80 million dollars in additional um, revenue that's being collected statewide with that seven uh, 17 or so mills differential between the 77.9 and the 95, um, you know, that that easily is handled within the, the general fund uh, itself, and you could provide that relief to the to the taxpayer and, and that was that was our request to the governor that he that he read look at that. Um, his you know, I think his stance is is that that ninety five mills is what was baked into the the uh, appropriations process uh, on a state level and and doesn't want to interfere in that side on the appropriations. Um, here again we just point to the appears to be about a seven hundred million dollar um, surplus at this point, estimated in the in the general fund, and that uh, eighty million dollars additional that that the ninety five mills brings in <clears throat> is easily absorbed within that, and we feel like that's a a better opportunity to provide tax relief to the taxpayer, and, and that was our request to the governors that he look at that. Now that was you. You just answered one of the questions that we posed to Randy Brodell here last week was uh, whether or not the governor had earmarked that money for something else, that additional money in the general fund, and uh, you pretty much indicated it's uh, it's extra dollars. Well, it, you know, at least on paper it's extra dollars. We never know what, what the uh, appropriations folks in the administration might have in plan for that $700 million, but as far as the budgetary process goes, it's it's not uh, been appointed to any use. So, I, you know... Uh, I think it's I think it's open to be utilized as a additional property tax relief for the taxpayer. Okay, now we asked the governor uh, when we spoke with him on Friday. I said I thought the Department of Revenue said it would take seventy-seven point nine mills, and he said no, no, it's ninety-five, and uh, you know so it's but this money goes into the general fund. And equalization money comes out of the general fund, but if it's not needed, is it supposedly there for a future year, or is it utilized for something else in the meantime? Well, you know, it's the interesting thing about the budgetary process is, you know, you you spend all this time um, developing categories where you're going to spend this money and that money and so on, and it's appropriate. That's the way you do it. However, it all comes out of the same big bucket. So the question is, are the $700 million worth of, you know, surplus, as estimated, sitting in there, um, you know, what are they going to be used for? And if you drop an extra $80 million from this particular revenue source, you know, as, as property taxes versus some others, is it earmarked? And the reality at this point, I mean, it really isn't. It's just a, it's a bucket of money, and, and you're taking some out over here and putting some in over there. So I, I don't, you know, the the argument is is that the 95 mills is directly linked to school equalization, um, and certainly it's directly linked in the in the argument for having a statewide property tax levy. But when it really comes to the to the mechanics of it, it's not linked at all which was our point of saying, hey, you keep saying that there's schools that are going to be 
hurt if we don't do 95 mills. And our question is, which schools? Which school is actually going to be harmed because you, you levy 77.9 instead of 95? And, of course, there's no answer to that because it has no direct impact. Um, you know, it, it, if, if I were, uh, you know, making, you know, trying to provide a, a cross-the-boards property tax relief for the state of Montana, and I was sitting on almost a $3 billion surplus, I think I would have just scrapped the whole 95 mills and said the state's not going to levy any property taxes because we obviously don't need them. Um, that would have been how I would have handled uh, across-the-boards property tax relief. Every property taxpayer would have gotten 95 mil uh, property tax relief. Um, doesn't mean you could do it forever, but obviously uh, the, in the last session we had a lot more surplus than, we, than we're estimating now, um, but $700 million is still quite a surplus. So, and and the, the entire 95 mils, I think, will bring in about $500 million or something, I, 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 $550 or something along those lines. Um, and you have to remember that, that, you know, the last, last year, your, your 95 mils brought in, I think, 435 or 45 or something million dollars. Um, and this year, it's $100 million more with 95 mils. And so, you know, that $700 million surplus would have covered that entire 95 mil uh, uh, tax. Wow. So it seems pretty simple to me. Um, I I guess I'm just not, you know, I don't live in the rarefied air of the capital, and I probably don't <laughs> understand it as well as some of the folks up there, but it seems, seems fairly straightforward to me. Um, but that being said, there's, there's not a shortage of money. It's not going to impact the schools. Um, and yeah, maybe 17 mils isn't going to change the world for anybody. But I can tell you that when you're you're looking at actual dollar increases year over year of you know pushing a 20 percent increase, um, and and I don't you know diff- different jurisdictions around the state have different levels. So you know that's the problem is is my experience isn't the same as yours. But I know uh, I know that in in Fergus County that seems to be a uh, pretty standard number. People are saying, yeah, my, my actual tax bill is about 20% more than it was last year. So, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of things at play. The other side of this goes back to the, the, the session when, uh, you know, this was this was calculated. The, the, the folks in appropriations knew how much money was coming in when they when they utilized the full 95 mills um, and and recognized that there was this there was going to be this huge increase in collections, and they could have adjusted the the uh, uh, tax uh, percentages. That one number I heard was, you know, on, on residential, you're taxed at 1.33%, and to, to maintain that half the rate of inflation, it would have been like 96, uh, you know, 0.96%. Uh, so, it, you know, there's a lot of things at play that c- could have been done, and um, here again, I a lot of this goes back on, the, you know, some of those influential personalities there in the legislature that work in appropriations that seem to be able to push this narrative. And, you know, of course, their names never really end up in the in the headlights. It's the governor that gets all the, the whipping for it. But there's a lot of folks that understood what was going to happen, and they went along with it anyway. Um, because there's certainly those in, in Helena that believe that Helena's best suited to spend your dollars and that there's never enough. What is the role 
of the Department of Revenue in this whole millage thing? Uh, do they just say 95 mills, or are they involved in calculating what is needed for uh, the equalization for schools? Um, you know, the, the Department of Revenue's role really is to, to you know, take the direction of the administration um, their their role is to do the the uh, calculation right run run through the the formula that's based around the the statute the fifteen ten four twenty that limits property uh, tax increases to half the rate of inflation um, and and then present that um, you know that was one of our questions when you know when we took it to the Supreme Court we you know we'd ask like well initially we asked. Um, at the front end of you know front end of this discussion, uh, you know two two questions. One question this was to the Department of Revenue. The first question was, you know what what formula did you use to come up with 95 mills? And and of course that's where we ended up with one response out of the Department of Revenue to one county that ran the formula at 77.89. And the second question is, by whose authority are you asking us to certify the the mills? And at this point, um, I guess the the court ruled that the, the the administration, the state, has the authority to to ask for this these these levels levels of mills to be certified. But we never really got a straight answer on that. You know, to me, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of interesting. Like, who really has the authority? Because it's not the Department of Revenue. The Department of Revenue is just, in my view, is just following the direction of the, the governor's office. So, you know, that, that was one of our questions because all mills are certified by your county commissioners. And so those are, you know, our schools put forth and say, here's the, the level of millage that we need. And um, that's what we certify and put on the tax bills, um, which I suppose is why everybody throws rocks at the, at the county over high property tax bills, because we're the ones sending the bills out. Even though, as I said before, it's really only about twenty to twenty-five percent of what you're paying actually goes back to the county. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's some question in that, like you know, where, you know, who actually is is the authority to to demand what level we certify from which entity. Hmm. Uh, one other quick question before we let you go here, Ross. Uh, you are in uh, Fergus County. That's, I believe, Lewistown is your county seat. Uh, what effect has all this had on your county? Um, you know, there's a lot of discussion going around. I, you know, there's certainly um, taxpayers that are pretty upset with their tax bills. Um, and, you know, and of course, it's never a very satisfying answer when they come and, you know, chew, chew us out at the at the county because we're like, well, you know, we're allowed X amount in Fergus County. I think um, we were allowed uh, 110 mills, and we milled 105. So we, I know there was five mills that we left unmilled that were in a, you know, bank, so to speak. A lot of counties will do that. They mill less than their full authority. Um, the problem is you have a lot of local, you know, a lot of counties that haven't had any new taxable value growth, right? The, that's where you see budgets increase is because you have, you have economic growth going on. You have people building houses or, biz, you know, building, you know, whatever structures that are taxable. Um, and that's where you see increases in your budget. And rightfully so. It's based around more activity and, and more demands on the on the county. But, 
that's really where you see some some growth in it. Um, Fergus County's been fortunate that we've had some pretty substantial, um, you know, economic growth in in the sense of you know a high level, high taxable value new property that's gone in. Um, but some counties have had none of that, and so for 20 years they've been you know increasing it kind of a flat line they've been less than the cost of business so to speak um you know so it it when it comes to county governments it really depends on where you're at you know whether you know whether you're still hurting or whether you're in better shape but i know the taxpayers themselves when you see it like i said in fergus county i i don't have a it's sort of anecdotal i, I just know people and i know from my own experience that seems like a 20% increase seems to be pretty common of what people have said that has happened. Wow. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a sizable hit. And, um, I'm, I'm not sure entirely, uh, obviously the legislature 20 years ago tried to put in limitations on that. Um, but you know, there's multiple players that are, that are utilizing property as a, you know, the, the tax base and, uh, they're all players in it. Um, so I, I I think it needs to be a, a you know bigger discussion. One thing I'll say is is um, I I mean I I know what we're going to be seeing is a lot more sales tax discussions going on, um, and I'm not here to <laughs> I, I really don't know what I think about a sales tax. I think the biggest concern people has have is you'll just have three taxes and it's not really going to help you any. Um, of course, the idea of a sales tax would be that. You know, you're taxing those folks that don't get taxed either income or property, folks from out of town or or, or wherever. Um, but you're still taxing every, everybody that lives here as well. So you have to have something definitive that people can grasp that's going to reduce their taxes at some other level um, to make it, you know, viable. But I feel like a lot of this uh, stirring the pot over the property taxes in this battle, I think some folks are just keying up so that they can push that third tax idea because it's certainly an agenda item for for a certain number of people in in leadership very very yeah. insightful we are, yeah. appreciate Gosh, we, the input we sure do yeah ross butcher a fergus county commissioner and the president of the montana association of counties thank you so much you bet thanks for having me on you bet yeah.